Hello, my self-healers and self-lovers, my podcast listeners. Welcome back to my podcast, Heal Like You Mean It, on Apple Podcast and Spotify Podcast. Bye, Susie is blessed. So excited to meet with you here through my audio podcast. Grab a cup of coffee, tea, juice, whatever you like to enjoy. Get in the sun, go for a walk, or take a short nap while you listen. I hope you can take something from this and feel the sense of community within our trauma healing and core wound healing project. Feel free to DM heal.like.u.mean.it on Instagram for coaching and let's get it started. Just thought it's easier to communicate where I'm coming from through audio rather than comments because, you know, especially with the Reddit platform, it's where people go to argue, I see. It seems like it's where people go to be opinionated rather than actually help each other out and that's obvious because obviously it's not a self-help platform it's more of a venting platform it seems but there's much to say about this conversation and really my intention is to help people heal their traumas and understand the root of their quote-unquote mental illnesses i think there's much to learn from someone who has recovered from mental illness that was once told that it's chronic. I simply don't identify with any of the symptoms that I used to resonate with and that's because I was able to understand the root of the problem. You can't just use coping mechanisms and coping strategies that the system offers you Because a lot of this quote-unquote mental illnesses are rooted from systemic problems and childhood traumas and subconscious beliefs. So these three things, once they are understood and faithfully and commitment to eradicate them, address them, and flip them, is going to actually bring healing And I will never say that, you know, deep trauma or core wounds can be 110% healed and disappeared, but there are so many ways and actual ways to live with them without letting it impact us to a point where it brings self-harm, suicide, or destruction or broken relationships, broken families, etc. You know, meditation and spirituality is no joke. It's not something people do for fun. It's actually something that's rooted from science and there's much to unpack about this. So I want to start with the post that I posted on in the community. It was more so an experiment on my part. I wanted to see how people would respond to the core of my content. And there was a lot of negative comments and that's why I want to unpack that because I think it's very helpful for me to see the common response 
and understand the community, which would essentially help me help people even more so. So my sentence, my post title was, are you somebody who believes that a personality disorder or mental illness is a forever thing? And I want to prove you to be wrong. Hi, my name is Susie. I am hosting a podcast where people who used to resonate with borderline symptoms do not identify with them anymore. We come together and share the journey of healing and recovery so that we can all heal together as a community. So I said, I hope that this interests you and feel free to comment on how you feel about this, right? So the first comment that I received from this was, I think that this is inappropriate and dangerous. I have never quote unquote identified with symptoms. I displayed them and I still do. And I was diagnosed by a team of professionals about this mental illness. I have worked with this team for many, many years and engaged in plenty of therapy to get to the point where I no longer display the symptoms I once did, at least not in the same intensity or variety so long as I am doing well. I'm all for positivity and supporting one another, but it is a dangerous hope to think that simply deciding not to identify with symptoms and being in an environment of healing with other people who are self-healing is sufficient for people ill with disorder to recover and then maintain that recovery. It is constant work and it is important not to be in an echo chamber of people who may have trouble seeing things objectively given their personal experiences and feelings around the disorder. Yeah, so I feel very thankful about this comment. It shows the common, you know, consensus that people mostly have about their diagnoses. But there's lots to unpack. So first of all, inappropriate and dangerous. BPD is simply a label put on trauma survivors is not appropriate is because of the deep-seated, deep-rooted belief that trauma survivors are disordered human beings. And I choose to disagree with that because if you really took a look at how trauma survivors develop symptoms, it's because they subconsciously develop coping mechanisms and survival methods within their nervous system and their bodies. And so whenever there's a trigger that reminds them of a certain dangerous situation in their life, that's when they react intensely, they react in quote-unquote irrational ways. And to the healthcare system, where they already developed a quote-unquote disorder for these number of symptoms, it just looks like a disorder. And frankly, I would like to dispute that because 
First of all, I want you to go ahead and subscribe and listen to the podcast called Back from the Borderline by Molly. She is a number one rated podcast, so I don't know if people will give her more credibility than someone like me who just started their podcast. But essentially, I've been her loyal listener and I've been listening to her podcast since day one. And from her progress, she actually started her healing from the label journey actually way later than I did, which is so surprising. But I'm very thankful for her because she, I think she's more articulate than me. And she brings a lot of real research and professionals and practitioners and psychologists to the table to dispute the idea that someone's personality can actually be quote-unquote disordered so back to my point is you know we really need to understand and realize that these quote-unquote borderline symptoms are just a number of symptoms developed to a person who experienced intense trauma or even small t trauma from very early developmental stages right so in my case i don't believe that i had any severe trauma from my childhood not at all but for me i had chronic ptsd from growing up with people who aren't family from ages 15 to 19 I experienced four years of neglect and the neglect involved refraining from food, um, being my money stolen by caretakers, guardians, and, you know, my reality being invalidated chronically, right? And so that's how my symptoms developed, but everyone's symptoms develop for different reasons. But the core thing is all the same, neglect and invalidation, becoming chronic to the point where someone's nervous system is fired up. It's out of whack, essentially, if I'm using uh, non-medical terms. So your nervous system is out of whack and then you develop these symptoms and then it, it goes overdrive. And when you meet with mental health professionals who tell you that, oh, you know, the reason is just because you're a disordered person, then someone will actually believe that. Like someone in such a vulnerable position where they feel isolated, they feel like the world is against them, they feel chronic neglect in their minds and bodies you know people feel that to the core right when you're in that weak and vulnerable state if someone with power and authority such as a mental health professional tells you the root of your problems are that you're just a disordered person i'm sorry (laughs) then it's very easy to believe it and there are so many people in the world who do believe that And thankfully, me, myself, I was able to understand and unpack the issue and realize that there was nothing inherently wrong with me. I'm not a disordered person. I am someone who survived severe and chronic trauma 
and I have the tools and resources within me and in my community to heal myself so long as I understand my issues and so long as I understand my symptoms and my inner child and integrate them together in order to calm down my nervous system over time so that even when I'm triggered and even if I react, I can bring me bring myself back to a baseline of happiness, calmness, peace, self-awareness, and love, right? So thank you for this person who commented that, you know, I think it's not okay that you say that this quote-unquote disorder isn't permanent, but I stand my ground and I would like to dispute that someone who once received such diagnosis will be a disorder person forever until deathbed because no right maybe throughout lifetime there will be times where you doubt yourself and feel like oh my gosh am i back to being my quote-unquote disordered self again like i'm not saying that you will never get that again obviously let's say you were diagnosed when you were 20 years old and you spent 20 years of your life feeling isolated neglected traumatized different and just overall mentally unhealthy And then someone slaps that label on you when you're 20 and then you go on for maybe 10 years believing that, oh my gosh, I'm just a disordered person. I need to be in the healthcare system forever because I'm just not okay. You know, if you spend that much time believing that, there's an investment there. You invested in an idea for such a long time. And when we have an investment to an idea, it's really hard to detach from that, right? But in spirituality, detachment is such an important point to get to healing and enlightenment and happiness, So when it comes to spirituality, this is something I'm going to be talking about a lot in the podcast. Maybe it's not for everyone, but, you know, give me a listen because when it comes to that, it's really important to detach from our identities and our egos. So, for example, a lot of people are attached with being a certain race. Like, for example, I'm Asian. And when I was very much attached to the identity of being Asian, I would become angry. I would want to protect myself. I would create a me versus others mindset. So if someone was, for example, racist towards Asian people, I would be like, oh my gosh, you're attacking me as a person. You're attacking my ego. However, once I realized, you know what? Being Asian doesn't really tell anything about me who I am spiritually because my soul is just another human soul we all share the same soul we are all one and 
there's no real me versus another. I can detach myself from the attacks coming towards my ego identity. Like, yes, in the 3D world, I will defend against my Asian community because at the end of the day, I want my people to be happy and respected and treated as equal and not fetishized, etc. But the difference between how I would react before and now after my spiritual awakening is that Yes, I will res respond in a way that brings social justice and racial justice, but I will not react in a way that harms my nervous system. I'm genuinely triggered from heart. I feel personally attacked, etc. Right? That part is completely gone because at the end of the day, the baseline is that I understand the difference between my higher self and my ego. And frankly, your race and all the labels put on you are just an ego who makes up who you are in this lifetime. So maybe I'm going on a tangent and maybe this isn't, you know, resonating with you just yet, but stick with me, right? I just want to say that those quote unquote illnesses or disorders that some, you know, wealthy professional with notorious academic background said to you doesn't have to be your identity right obviously use that integrate that get resources through that you know there there will be ethical professionals will guide you towards therapy that you actually need even medications that you might need in that moment of time but please don't put away your intuition and your agency away and rely on these others because at the end of the day healing is truly within you it's inside of you and that's what i had to learn the hard way so back to my point like yeah if you spent for example 20 years of your life feeling neglected and not knowing why you're suffering and then someone slaps that label on you when you're 20 and then you spend another 10 years believing oh my gosh i'm just a blah 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 type of person because the professional said so and they have all the authority and right to tell me who i am and so i'm just going to accept the fact that i'm somehow a little bit of a broken person and i'm just gonna find ways to be less broken or show less of the symptoms sure that works sure that works in surviving sure that works in integrating in society sure that works in the capitalist system sure that works in you know maintaining relationships but it still brings so much suffering because if your core identity is i'm just a little broken how is that empowering for you, right? So when you lived so many years believing that I have a chronic quote-unquote illness rather than believing that I am not a broken person, I am someone who had to deal with certain adversities in life who made me the way I am and this is something that I can change with my own personal power and agency, when someone comes in your life and tells that to you, how offensive is that, right? And I think that's how people felt when I posted my content. When I 
shared what I feel about these quote-unquote disorders, how I shared how I personally heal myself. I mean, this young lady, she's still in her 20s, and how dare she say without even a psychology PhD that I can heal myself? It probably comes off so cocky, right? Like, how do you know? What do you know? What kind of certificate do you have? What kind of master's degree do you have for you to say that someone I wasn't able to completely get rid of all these years, like I'm 20, 30, or 40 years old, who are you to come into my life and say, in fact, what you're dealing with is an ego identity and you can be free from that? If I could have been free from that, I would have been already, no? You would be angry. And I really resonate and understand that point of view because I was in that mindset as well. Just until about 15 months ago. Trust me. I was very much attached to that label that I protected it like it was my child, right? When someone came in my life, for example... Um, holistic healers, spiritual teachers, they would say, you know, Susie, all those disorders or whatever that those white professionals told you that you have, you don't have to overly identify with them. Then I'd be like, how dare you get away from me, right? If I don't have these labels, all my suffering isn't rationalized and I need this so that my suffering makes sense. And, you know, that was my lower self. That wasn't my higher self talking. So the spiritual awakening journey is a long journey. It it really cancels out a lot of things that we believed, so much believed all our lives. But it's so effing worth it because it really puts an end to so much of our human suffering. Once your soul, once you get in touch with your soul and make it a make, make your whole life a meditation. Once you're able to do that, even when you see yourself acting in your quote-unquote disordered self, even when you see yourself getting angry, triggered, upset, suicidal, you know, even when you see yourself doing that, you can detach and watch yourself observe yourself ah this is my inner child this is my human ego feeling hurt again and you have to take care of your ego i'm not saying your ego is the enemy you have to take care of it like a parent consider your higher self like a good informed parent right so see yourself and say I'm sorry that this is how you feel, I understand, but you are not disordered. What you are feeling is, you know, danger, danger to either your sense of self, danger to your confidence, danger to your attachment needs, whatever it might be. And I can guide you in that journey through this podcast and through my work, but It's really crucial for someone to be able to say that, understand that, and make that a practice. And trust me, once you make that a practice, 
It becomes easy. It becomes muscle memory. It didn't take long for me to heal and drop all the medications that I had. It only took a month, honestly, to go back to my peaceful state, right? I did have remissions when I first got out of all the prescriptions that I was prescribed from. It it took about two to three weeks for me to sleep properly, eat regularly, and, you know, have those side effects go away. But it was fairly easy compared to all the trials and tribulations that I had to go through being put on medications because the system decided that I was quote-unquote disordered. But I realized deep down in my heart, I am not disordered. I was loved as a child, even though some people might have unintentionally neglected me. I was loved as a teenager, even though I didn't live with my family and I had no way of knowing if I was actually safe. I was loved as an adult when I met my ex-boyfriend when he showed me that there are better ways to be in a relationship. And I am loved right now with so many friends that I have and the community and just everyone I'm surrounded with. Even when I didn't know and even when I was unsafe, there was always love. There was love in the nature, in the planet, in the universe, in the people that I haven't even met yet. There was so much love and you have to open your heart to it. And what this disorder label does is it makes your openness to love pretty small because it makes you feel guarded it makes you feel like "Ooh, get away from me i don't want to hurt you Ooh, get away from me i don't want you to know that i identify with this label that is such a taboo right I hope this podcast episode was helpful and we're going to go dive more deeper into this. Please let me know if you have any questions, if what I'm talking about is hard to understand, but I really want to make sure that this idea becomes a consensus eventually in the system, in the community that no one is chronically disordered. Please, let's not have that idea let's not normalize that because everyone has a reason a scientific reason to why they are the way they are and as science develops and as psychology develops and as we understand more and more what it means to be a person with trauma with either chronic trauma or big t trauma as we understand and investigate this the more people will open their eyes and realize that it's not some kind of imbalance or broken piece in your brain or your identity as a core. It's actually just a cause and effect. And when there is a cause and effect, there's always, always a solution. Thank you, my beloved self-healers, self-lovers, podcast listeners. That was Heal Like You Mean It. Feel free to subscribe. Follow my podcast on Apple and Spotify. Feel free to reach out to me. And I hope I can see you in my next episode as well. Make sure to leave a comment and a rating if you feel to do so. And... 
I hope you have a wonderful day.